Welcome to the second episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. I'm Angie. And we're married with a crap ton of kids. Which equals six kids total. He has three and I have three. And together we have the crew. Yep, three boys and three girls. And they did not know what the Brady Bunch was, so we decided we were just going to call them the crew. And so we hope that if you're listening to the podcast, maybe you're in the same situation that as we share our stories, maybe you'll relate to some of the challenges. Maybe you'll um, find some of the experiences funny. And at the same time, we can all find some inspiration and grow a community together, knowing that none of us are alone in this uh, beautiful mess of life. And and as you know, if you're you are uh, already blended as a family, or if you're in the process of trying to blend your family, there's a lot of ups and downs, but for us, we would tell you that it's incredibly worth it. Definitely. So you ready to get started on the second episode? Yeah. I'm glad you had me back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barely hanging on. <laughs> so our first episode, we talked about us and how we initially met. So we thought the second episode might be a good opportunity to dive more into our kids and and how we brought them together to meet for the first time. But it might be good to share a little bit about each one of them individually so you guys could get to know them and, and their names is because they are the main characters of this podcast. No, it would not be necessary without them. <laughs> right, right. So we'll just go in line, oldest to youngest. That you sounds do great. That? Okay. Yeah. All right. So the oldest is Hallie. She is my oldest. She's 20. Uh, she is a sophomore at Mizzou, and from little on, she has had an extreme love of animals, and particularly horses. So she has been riding since she's probably five or six years old and does barrels and just one of those kids that is very real, very real. She'll she call does you out. not fake anything. I love it. She doesn't fake her emotions. You know exactly what she's thinking. Reminds me of me. And a little bit like Eric. Her and, her and Eric have a great relationship because they're both very blunt. <laughs> <laughs> we just call it as it is. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, Lexi is my oldest and she is 19 or almost 19, currently 18 and a, a freshman at Mizzou. And a little bit like Hallie, she's always loved animals. For her, it was cattle and then even, even pigs slash hogs. And she showed all of them growing up through FFA. She never liked Barbies. She was always like into animals. And uh, from the time she was a kindergartner, her teachers would tell you she was the mother hen of the class. So she oh, you totally see that. Yeah. always loved uh, taking care of her older brothers. And younger. sometimes, uh, sorry, her younger brothers. <laughs> yes. And to some extent, me. Uh, you know, at times in life. Yes. So she's, she is definitely mother hen. So we'll caveat all that with, um, I don't, Eric and I are not animal people. No. So our two oldest girls are totally in the animals. I know they make fun of us all the time because half the time they're talking about animals. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know the difference between a cow and a steer and a. <laughs> I just want to know when you eat it. And I know <laughs> PETA's gelding. not. If you're a fan of PETA, you're already out for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. You're not liking it. But. A gelding or all the different horse stuff. Just don't know any of it. So I love that the kids have definitely 
they've all kind of found their own thing that they're interested in. Yeah. And what you're going to find is as we go through the podcast, all the kids are different, right? Yes. So my next, uh, I have the next oldest, Carter, who is 16. He's a sophomore in high school and uh, he loves sports. So currently he plays basketball, track. He Baseball is probably his best sport right now. And he loves doing that. Just got his driver's license a couple of months ago. But he also, he's kind of a little bit of both, right? He, he loves hanging out in Columbia with his friends and being in our pool and stuff like that. But he also likes to be out on the farm and, and he's trying to learn about how to have his own cattle farm someday. So he, he, um, just something that he's always done at his mom's house. And so he likes animals too. And he's more quiet. Like what did, he, what did he say the other day? I just bury those feelings deep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he told Hallie. But then he's super fun. He's, so he's so witty. witty. Yeah. yeah. Witty is a great way to describe him. Quiet, but but witty. Yeah. The so, frat boy. We call him the frat boy. Yeah. Lexi and Carter, they were always close because we got divorced so young. If you remember the first podcast, they were four and Carter was one. So she, they've always been together, no matter where they've been at a parent's house. She always took care of him. So they're very close, but she always talked for him. Yes. Um, so now that she's out of the house in college and he's kind of, you're kind of getting to know him. He's very funny and witty, mm-hmm. uh, but he can also be quiet. And then the next two, well, the next one's Chase. So I have twins, but Chase is a minute older than Summer. He'll let you and know. he will tell you that. Um, he is into sports as well. Um, so he does baseball, football, and he's uh, thinking about trying out for track, doing track next. I mean, the kid's got long, 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 long legs. Yes, he's going to be super tall. Um, and he's probably, you'll find throughout this whole podcast that, He's the one that has been, has had so much growth and it has been so amazing to see him grow. Challenge. <laughs> what happens with growth is it's a challenge. So it's but been, yes. He has really grown up and just become this like young man almost. We call him an old man because he is like an He's old like an soul. 85 year old man most of the <laughs> he time. He likes up in yeah. the morning with his coffee. Coffee. He had a newspaper, he'd probably read that. <laughs> And then we have Summer, who's our bougie chick. Fashionista. Out of all the kids, she is bougie. She has a high bar on fashion and um, just shopping, all of that. And she's into soccer, and she does basketball, just athletic kid, just like her brother. Um, but But she is the... Bougie chick. Yeah. Very determined. Very determined. Yes. Yes. My youngest is, uh, my youngest, Dane, he is 11. He is a diehard St. Louis Cardinals baseball fan, sports of all kinds, Mizzou, uh, Chiefs. Um, I call him, when it comes to baseball, the rain man of baseball. I mean, he knows if there's a stat. He's like a party favor. You take him, people die laughing because he knows all the things about the Cardinals and then baseball in general. So, yeah. But uh, he loves playing baseball. That's his his thing that he loves to do. Yeah. So, there's the crew, the six kiddos. All different. That takes you on a different ride. And, I mean, also, Mm -hmm. in knowing that all the kids are different, that's one of the things that I think we'll talk about is, is we've recognized that they're not all the same, so we can't treat all the kids the same. And that's been a really big part of bringing them together. Well, and I I think the challenging part of that is that like, okay, parenting a family that's not blended, right? What do you call that? (laughs) Regular. (laughs) A regular family. (laughs) Normal Um, family. That you're going to parent your kids differently 
in that situation as well. But I think where it gets complicated is when you blend families, you're also at the same time of trying to parent them different. You don't know all their experiences or what they, the triggers or, you know, just the level of maturity or any, like you're, you're bringing this family together in the middle of their growth years. So it's like you're getting to, you're supposed to parent, but then also you're getting to know them as well. So it adds a whole nother level of um, complexity for sure. Yeah. And then you're also trying to date each other. I mean, that's a It's a lot. (laughs) We're also trying to get to know each other. And then, you know, we're talking about introducing kids. So that's kind of the main topic I think for this one is just like, how we went about introducing the kids. Yeah. And and I think I said in the first podcast, and I still always say this, is that if you're dating and one of you doesn't really want to meet the other one's kids, that should be a big red flag. Probably don't keep dating. Uh, I, I really believe that because it's not about you. When, when there's kids involved, right. it's not about you. And so for us, we were both very clear in our conversations that we weren't going to be uh, in a relationship that wasn't focused on everyone. It wasn't going to be me and you and then the kids because it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. I think, um, I think if, if you're dating and you're talking about introducing the kids, that it really requires a lot of thought of how to do that. And I think you you know your kids best and you know what makes the most sense for your particular situation. I think for us, it was really about not introducing them all at the same time. <laughs> we didn't we didn't do like, okay, let's take all six kids and bring them together. Because there were so there were so many differences with the kids. And I would say for us, we introduced the kids way sooner than what I had originally kind of thought in my mind. Because you, know? you had said, I'm never meeting your kids. Yeah. And so, you know, we met in September of 2019. I think we were looking back at the dates. We think it was like early November that they that we, they, we started to meet each other's kids. But my kids in October, like they were already curious, like knew I was talking to somebody, knew something was up, busted me a couple times on my phone, you know, just like super curious. So sometimes I think you can avoid introductions for a while, but I also think if your kids are, are inquisitive and are curious and are open to it, then you don't, you don't necessarily have to put a time frame on it. Yeah. Cause I think Dane was like eight and I think the twins were 10 Yeah, and they were all catching on that we were in our rooms on a phone call. We were talking. Yeah. More they than, knew we were talking more than normal. someone. Yeah. And I think anymore in this day and age, I think it's social media and I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I think because of social media, kids are more aware that things are happening. And so they want to know what mom and dad are doing. And especially if they're in, you know, a home that's already gone through divorce, they want to know, they sometimes just want to know that mom or dad are happy, I think. And they can tell that they could tell that we were happy having conversations on the phone. So they started asking questions. And, you know, probably about a month went by and we decided we should at least let them know that, yes, we were kind of seeing someone. Right, right. And the other thing I I don't think we mentioned in the first podcast, but it's worth mentioning for sure, is that Eric and I, neither one of us came from divorced families. So, and we've never been in a blended family like relationship where we were serious, right? And so... You're, I mean, you're in uncharted waters. 
And a lot of times you're going to feel like you have no idea what you're, if this is the right thing to do or not. But I will say, again, it's trusting the process. <laughs> because, I mean, I was nervous about it, for sure. But sometimes you just have to go all in. Yeah, and I was really proud of you because our personalities are you would wade. And I'm more like, I'm diving in, I'm swimming yeah, against the current. I'm like, whoa, 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 and this is too fast. You You were really good about it because I think, really, summer, summer is very inquisitive and you and her really get each other when it comes yeah. to things like that. So she picked up pretty quick that you were talking to somebody. Yeah. And then you kind of shared with Hallie a little bit. Yeah. And Chase was different, right? Because, you know, there's a dad involved, right? And a boy naturally wants to be, he wants to be buddy, buddy with his dad. And so you can't just be like, Oh, Hey buddy, I'm talking to somebody. Even yeah. Been well, and he was also, he is also the man of the house, my house. Yeah, Cause he's he the only that. boy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's why too, it was a little bit, you know, long-term or a little bit more challenging for chase than anybody else. The girls were like, Ooh, he's cute. No one say <laughs> 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 once they uh, met Eric, but anyway, we can dive into kind of how that first initially went Cause did you meet my kids first, or I, I met did. your kids? No, I'm pretty sure I met your kids first. Yeah, I came down to your house and on an e- on a weeknight. Yeah, uh, and we prepped the kit. Like this wasn't well, like, oh hey, door. here's a guy. You know, we they spent. Asked. Yeah, no, they definitely wanted to meet you. Um, so we, you know, planned it out. He came over, and they had some questions prepared for him. I mean, we played Uno. Uno's yeah. always a good. Hey, meet this guy game, I guess. I don't know. We played Uno. Love Uno. And I wish I could remember what some of the questions were that they ask you. I know Seems they like ask me about being on the radio. And radio. And they yeah. ask me about sports because I love sports. And, and they ask me about my kids yeah. and what they liked and things like that. Yeah. And I don't know. You spent two or three hours maybe at the house. Yeah. And I will tell you, that was meeting Chase and Summer. I actually met Hallie first. Right. And we went to dinner in Columbia with yeah. Hallie and her boyfriend. Yeah. So we did that first and that went really well. Yeah. Because Hallie at that point was almost 18. Right. And then like the, that three days later, met Chase yeah. and Summer. And then, then you came up and met Mike. And I, that worked really well because then you could focus on meeting the other person's kids and not the chaos of six kids and trying to navigate that. So it was good to spend a little bit of time with each other's kids before we brought them all together. Well, and that's that way they weren't all competing. Right. Because kids right. are going to compete. At that time, they were 8, 10, 10, 14, 16, 17. I mean, they all wanted to talk. They all wanted to do stuff. So right. by doing it individually, they weren't competing ahead of time. Yeah. And I liked that. Yeah. So then I ended up going over to Eric's house. I met his three kiddos and just did dinner and hung out. They didn't ask me a lot of questions. Uh, My they kids, didn't no. interview me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're incredibly kind and welcoming. And so you ask a lot of questions in general Yeah. when you're, I mean, I listen to you work and I listen in, and you, you make other people feel comfortable and so I think that was more for, for my kids. What you did is that you made them feel comfortable. That would be my, my guess as to yeah. why that went that way. Yeah. So then, I don't know, shortly after that, we ended up bringing them all together. Because they wanted to meet then the kids. Yeah. They, yeah. Again, we let them kind of lead this dialogue. And I think that's because we decided, again, I'll say this over and over again, is that it was always about the crew, not me and you. Right. Right. I mean, obviously me and you is the important part that makes it work, 
but we always said that it wasn't going to be us first. It was going to be everybody first. Well, because, I mean, that's so important to me because I don't ever want my kids to think someone is taking me away from them, right? It should be you're bringing value, not taking away. And so I think by putting kids first, then they know that they are cared for, they're thought about, no one's going to take their parent away from them. Um, so that that was super critical, I think, throughout this whole process. Yeah. And we really worked at it. So I, I thought um, as we've gone on, that's been like the one motto that we, we've tried to just continue to be is that we're a group. This is a, a team because there are times, right, when you get a kid that's mad and they'll say things that are oh, not, yeah. you know, I want to go to my other parents or what. I was mm-hmm. like, well, we're a team. You know, we're all on the same page. That's kind of just how we've always attacked that. But uh, we met each other's kids and then they wanted to meet each other. So now how do you plan that out? Yeah, we just end up doing a dinner. I think you grilled I did. hamburgers and brats at your house. We ended up with a really beautiful Sunday, I think in November, early November. Yeah. Played a little wiffle ball. Yep. And Played outside a little bit. Grilled. Had dinner and... You know, I think that was probably the first, and you're probably not going to remember this, but I think it was the first time where it's like, oh gosh, this is going to be so interesting having all these kids and, and bringing them together with their different experiences. Because, you know, after I got divorced, I veered away from any type of faith. Um, and so Eric is big in his faith. And the first thing that we did when we sat around the table you prayed. prayed like by yeah. default you just prayed and i'm gonna pray for us and, because that's how i want you know our home to be yeah and chase was sitting next to me and he like almost started laughing like what is this guy doing you know yeah. and it was just so interesting i think it's just like an aha moment to a reminder of like yeah everybody's got all these different backgrounds but there's beauty in bringing together different experiences and now what do we do well they all are ready to pray when we eat and, and they're, they they're know. grateful for yeah, and exactly. thankful for. And, and, and we just, we started that from the very first time. And no, I do remember that. Like I could tell. Yeah, like, he was like, what? Yeah, this is awkward. What is this guy doing? Because you know? not only that, I mean, we both grew up Catholic. And then yeah. after I got divorced, I started going to a church in Columbia called The Crossing. And it's more non-denominational, um, but really invested in my faith that way. And now we all go there and we all love it. And the kids love it. Like my kids never, compl- I mean, Chase would never laugh now. That's, yeah. I think that's the, that's the journey. And it wasn't that he was making fun of it. It's like, was like a uncomfortable, this is awkward laugh, you know, and like. Not only that, if you're Catholic and you're listening to the podcast, you know, it's father, son, Holy spirit. Amen. Bless us. So Lord. Yeah. that's the prayer. That wasn't the prayer. No. It was Lord, you know, bless these two families as we meet. May you, you know. Give us wisdom, all the all those yeah. kind of things. So completely out of comfort zone for your family as a whole. Yes. Um, but other than that, I don't remember anything from that evening going awry. I mean, I think it, people were, you know, the kiddos were nervous a for little. For a minute. And then I just remember it felt like they just hit it off. Yeah. And I've always felt like we're super blessed and lucky. I'm sure there's someone listening right now that's like, I hate you guys because well, kid, our kids didn't do that. And it's not that we haven't had challenges because no, they will get into fights. Challenges. But I just remember they have always genuinely cared and loved each other. And that's been lucky. And that started from the very first 
night. I remember afterwards, you and I talking on the phone late that night, be like, that couldn't have gone better. Right, right. Yeah, I think, you know, we had so many things come our way to after that where we were kind of forced to hang out. Um, COVID. <laughs> because, you know, shortly after that, COVID hit and... Yeah, so that's yeah. November and then COVID hits in March and it was like, whew. Yeah, and that that was a little... That was hairy. That was hairy hanging out initially of like nothing else to do. It was good. This, yeah. It was good, but it was... I mean, that was interesting too. This will be for another podcast because yeah. three months down the road, but it was nice that we lived in two separate homes in two separate cities. So you're on lockdown and you could be like, okay, we've been to this house for two days. Let's go to yeah. this house for two days. Yeah. It made it feel like everybody else was like... All the other kids that were stuck, stuck in the we same least, house. Yeah, yeah we at least had two sure. homes to go back and forth to because that was our bubble. But yeah, I think the other thing to note is I think that it also has forced us to have a lot of patience of just <laughs> you have in your mind how something's going to go and uh, it doesn't go that way um, a lot of the time. So I think with so many kids, they're in so many different stages of life. I mean, now the two older girls are in college and they're at a different stage than what the younger ones are. But that, the maturity levels, just their different experiences, foods that they like to eat or don't like, like we, different brands. It's so funny. I'll never forget the first time I, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll pick up some groceries. I bought some groceries and Eric's like, oh, Dane only likes the Hy-Vee brand of Easy Mac. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, because one thing I should say, I came from a big family. So there were seven kids in my family. So I understand the dynamics of how crazy it can be, but you also don't get a lot of choices. You just ate what was on <laughs> the just, table. And I could give two shits about food, honestly. She can't. I love it. Food was we never love a it. thing. Angie and her kids don't care. It was never a thing because um, you just ate the food that you that my mom prepared and there was no going out to dinner or options. So like food's not a thing and food is definitely a thing in his family. We could probably do 14 podcasts on that. But now, I mean, he eats whatever. He's come so far. Oh my yeah, God. For sure. But, but so that's been a great growth thing for him. But initially bringing the family together and understanding the food alone of preferences that people like. Oh my gosh. They all have an opinion on why the other oh one won't gosh. eat it. Yes. Yes. So patience. Patience. And, and I, just try and empathize, I think, with the kids. Empathy. Because just understanding that they've all went through some sort of loss because of divorce. And they all have different preferences. And, I mean, I don't know how many times Eric and I look at each other when all the kids are together. Of like, It's either like, oh my God. This is amazing or, oh, my God, find the patience. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, and then it comes parenting styles, right, are completely different. So you're more about letting them figure it out. And and, and what's I'm, your style? I'm more about helping that along, right? Fast tracking that. Yeah. Telling and, them exactly what to do. But I would also <laughs> say that, I, you know, I grew up in a home with a very strong dad who was very like, this is how we're going to do it. And this is how it's going to be. And I did. I loved that. For me, that really worked. But I also realized as a parent that didn't work for all three of my kids. So I started to parent those, you know, my, my own kids differently before we met. And then when you and I started dating and 
I started realizing that all three of your kids were different. It's like, oh crap. Now I've got to parent six kids, six different ways. And if you can't adapt and do that, so maybe you're in a blended family with four or five kids, you know, you've got to parent them all differently. And I, I mean, I really believe this. If you think that you can parent every kid the same way, you're in for a struggle. Yeah. That's going to be a fight. Well, I would say the patience part comes with patience with yourself too, because it's a learning process for both of us. And so we don't, we don't get it right. I mean, it's not, we don't have it right. You don't get it right in a, in a, in a normal family, husband, wife, two kids. You're definitely not getting it right all the time when you're blending your families. You're doing the absolute best you can each and every time. So I, I do think the positives that I say sometimes there are times and it's, you know, been a minute. So now that I say that, it'll probably happen this week where <laughs> right. you're like, I just don't know if this is going well for the kids. And I'll remind yeah. you and be like, Hey, think about where Carter yeah. is now versus when we met. Think about uh, summer now versus when we met Dane, Chase, whoever it may be, Hallie, Lexi, they're in different places and all the places they're in are for the better. Right. And I'm not just saying that because this is our podcast. Our kids would say that they're in better places now than when we met almost three years ago. For sure. But it it is scary. I just want to state that it's it's still scary, even though we've seen all the benefits. But initially, I think when, um, especially with six kids, I think introducing them. And just for me as a mom, my fear was like, oh my gosh, I don't want my kids to think that I'm not spending as much time with them or that they'll, you know, I went in, I went into it with a lot of my fear wrapped around. I don't want my kids to lose time with me, but in reality they gained, they gained like Eric's time and they gained their Step shits time. That's what the, the, older, the older two girls, girls call to call them. Yeah. yeah, Hallie <laughs> but, and Lexi call the four younger kids step shits. They so all the just, step shits. I think remind yourself if you're in that same position and you're you're, it's a lot of fear based kind of thoughts around the introduction and around trying to blend families. Is that don't think about what they might lose. Think about what they might gain. That's a really great way to put it. And I think we figured that out sometime in the process is like you get so much more. It's like when you take down walls, you give yourself an opportunity to learn all the good um, that can come through the wall. And the same thing has happened with our kids and, and just love seeing the growth in each and every one of them. Things that you've brought into Lexi Carter and Dane's lives, things that I think I've mm-hmm. brought into Hallie and Chase and Summer's lives. And it's just, it's really rewarding for all of us. I think, I think the thing that happened that, initially that sort of proved that out for me and gave me that initial kind of faith to keep trucking along um, was when my kids asked to be on the same schedule as Eric's kids. So because my initial mindset was like, oh, they're going to lose out on time with me because, you know, when we're together, then it's all the kids together and Eric and I are together, which, you know, he also wants to spend time with me as well. So it's like, okay, are they going to miss out on time with me? But my kids had more of a kind of a flexible schedule based on when I would travel for, for work. And so not too long after we had introduced them and we were hanging out, there would be times where I had the kids and Eric didn't have his kids. And, you know, Eric may come over, but then he didn't have his kids. And shortly after that, my kids were like, Mom, what well, we just want to be on the same schedule as his kids so they could all hang out together. And it was like, oh, wow. Okay. 
So they do really enjoy everybody being together versus just their time with their mom. Yeah. So that was like, okay, this is, this, we're going to keep moving forward. Yeah. It's always been really good. And then we went through holidays right away because we met in November. And, yeah. And I remember they all wanted to do like a secret Santa. Yeah. Then, they still do that. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to do a gift exchange and. And something else I really actually liked that I, I just thought about was how not only did they want to be on the same schedule, but, you know, Summer would want to ride with Lexi to do something or um, Carter and Chase would hang out or Chase and Dane would hang out. And that was continual. And I really enjoyed watching them all grow together. And that's always continued. It feels like they always run in little clicks. Yes. Like, so for a while, it'll they be Carter. Up. Yeah, it'll be Carter and Chase, but then it might be Chase and Dane for a while. And then mm-hmm. it might be Summer and Carter or Summer and Lexi or um, Hallie and Chase at the gym recently. I mean, so. Yeah. And now it's so funny, too, because now they'll be like, well, who's all going to be at home? Who's going to be there? You know, they want to know what other kids are going to be at home at that time. Yeah. And Cause so, three of the six drive. So it's like, well, who's coming out? Who's going to be at the house? Yeah. So they look forward to, even though they have their fights, they look forward to hanging out. And we do try to do a Sunday dinner. It doesn't always work out with the girls being in college, but we do try to do that so that we can all catch up as the eight of us, as the crew and just kind of cheer each other on in the, the week ahead, talk about something that's coming up. And um, that is one of the things that we have tried to do. And so if you're looking for something to do with your family and, and, and you know, an action uh, kind of item on your list of how can we bring this family closer together, we have tried to do Sunday dinner so that, you know, everybody knows it's happening and this is when it's going to be, be there. And then we also do that with our vacation in the summer because there's so many trying to plan a vacation for eight uh, with everybody in activities. We always try to do the same time every summer. This will be the third year in a row that we've done that. And we just want that to be a, a recurring theme moving forward as the kids get older and get married and all those things that they always know, hey, this is vacation. You're always welcome. We want you there. But yeah. So, you know, just to kind of wrap up here, um, I know we're about out of time, but you know, just be patient with the whole process. Make sure that you just try to keep the kiddos top of mind, even though it can be super challenging and just sort of empathize with them, especially if you get any sort of pushback or, or you have some uncertainty, just trust the process, but we'd love to hear from you. So if you've got any questions specific to us around the introductions, or you have a story to share, just shoot us a note. We'd love to hear from you. I swear I'd normally on the radio say, text me now at 800-455. Yeah, that's not the number. We don't have that. Uh -uh. (laughs) I can't say that. Okay. (laughs) So thank you for listening to episode number two. Coming up next week, I'm excited about this because this Mm. was a really big. Dramatic. It was drama. For me, it was dramatic for me, not for you. This is one time where. This actually happened about two weeks before we introduced the kids. Is that at a big event. With a bunch of my coworkers and friends and and what we would introduce Angie as I wanted to call her my girlfriend and she was uncomfortable. Like, Hell no. I'm not your girlfriend. That's so weird. So childish. Yeah. <laughs> that was my thought. Uh-huh. So anyway, we'll dive into that, unpack that our next next episode. <laughs> We're married now. We're yeah. we've got all these kids. But honestly, and- wife feels more comfortable than saying girlfriend. Is that not weird? I mean, a little bit. That's a little bit weird, but we'll talk about that in our next episode. I'm just saying that if you're not catching Who's on, with the, me on this if one? you're not catching on to the theme yet, <laughs> a lot of walls. I just keep knocking them down. Oh my gosh! 
So we'll talk about that next week. Thanks for listening to Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. I'm Angie. Uh, Have a great week, and we'll talk to you uh, on the other side next week. Thank you.